0: You know the most uh, repeated phrase around this time of year is something like, um, "You got your Christmas shopping done? You have? It's good." <laughs> I was wondering, is anybody know if Walmart's still open? <laughs> Target? I need to run by Bed Bath and Beyond. I'm in trouble, aren't I? Yeah. You know, Christmas is kind of like that for me. It starts uh, really early. I love Christmas music, so I start uh, November 1st. I put it on, and this year has been really, I don't know if it's COVID hangover or whatever, but I feel like I'm behind. I just can't sort of grab whatever I try to grab at Christmas. I, I, in fact, uh, this afternoon, I put on my Beach Boys Christmas album. Anybody have a Beach Boys Christmas album? <laughs> hey, anybody want to buy one? <laughs> it's worth a lot now. None of you have it now. But uh, it's just sort of always trying to catch up. Um, it reminds me of a moment I had um, in, a, in another life uh, when I was in graduate school. Um, I rode the bus to and from the campus uh, to the apartment that Candy and I lived in. And I was, uh, one day, I, I, I always knew I, I had a bus schedule to keep, and, and I knew when the bus got there. And I was uh, in the conversation with a professor. Uh, went a little longer than I wanted, so um, I I, I've, I have a lot of optimism about my ability to do things, and so I, even though I realized that the time was tight, I left the professor and I started moving as quick as I could uh, across the campus, across a couple of major streets, and it was on this street called Gaston Avenue in a part of Dallas, Texas, and, and I knew I had to get over to that bus station and a bus stop, and I was started moving very quickly when I saw the bus pull up. And I was like three, 400 yards away. And uh, I've always had a, a, a high estimate of my physical abilities. Um, it doesn't always match with reality, you know. Uh, but, but the estimate is there. And so I began to move as, as rapidly as I could. And I went to a school that required a coat and tie every day. And so I had a, I had a corduroy coat with patches on the, you know, you remember those coats? I wore it every day for four years. And I wore the same tie every day. I, I changed my shirt. But the coat and tie I, I, I wore every day, so i 'm in this coat, and I had one of those old briefcases, you know the ones with the handles, and so my running just sort of looks a little lopsided you was know? right, and i 'm screaming at the bus driver i 'm thinking, "Stop, you know wait, hang on i 'm coming i 'm coming, and the bus driver pays me absolutely no mind whatsoever, and the people get on and leave, and the bus takes off but i 'm pretty adept at understanding bus stops and schedules, and I realize that it stopped about five times before it got to my apartment. So I knew it was going to stop again. So because I have this um, you know, estimation of my own physical abilities, I decide that I'm going to chase the bus. Because I know at some point down it's going to stop again. So I am running like a... You know, just an idiot. I'm running down the street. I'm screaming, you know, and and people are way down there, and there's cars passing by, so you can't. I'm screaming at the people at the bus stop, you know, the half a mile down. Wait, hold the bus for me. I got stuff. you know. And and, uh, I get within a couple hundred yards of it, and guess what happens? The door closes. The bus driver could care less about me. He moves on. And so I tried it again. Like I said, sometimes I have this estimate of of my abilities that doesn't meet reality. And I'm tripping with sweat because this is in Texas. It's the springtime. It's hot. And and, and, and the same thing happens. And I get within 200 yards of the bus, and the bus pulls off. And finally, I just stop. And I realize that my estimate of my abilities and reality have to match at some point. I'm not going to catch that bus. It reminds me about some of us, what happens you know, around these holidays, like Christmas and Easter. Um, we kind of get this idea that, that God is a real thing, that, that there's a creator God, and maybe the story about Jesus is real, and it's, uh, I, I, I kind of need to lean into it. And so I start grabbing for things, experiences around Christmas. Maybe it smells, maybe it's music, maybe it's uh, experiences like this and other things. And and somehow every Christmas it just sort of pulls away from us, and it just moves off. And I can't really seem to grab a hold of it. Um, it it's I, I think incumbent on all of us as we we understand you know that that there's a Creator God. This world works in such a Finely tuned way that it, it has to have this designer that makes it. It just couldn't have happened by by chance, and and so we begin to to move toward a a, a kind of spirituality that that we begin to realize that um, I, I want to make God my friend. I, I want to make myself likable to God. And when you begin to look in the Bible, you, you, you discover there's some some raw truths there, truths about. Uh, you and I, and the fact is, is that the Bible makes it pretty clear that, that we were not really born friends of God. We were born enemies of God. And and that's why this whole story about Christmas comes about. It's because God wanted us to move us from just being his creatures to being his child. He wanted us to have a chance to be in the family of God. and And, and so sometimes we turn that treadmill on and we try to Earn God's favor and we don't stop and pause and look at the true sense of this story and what it's all about. The the story is about the fact that God loves us and he loves us in such a way that he he really wants us to look in the right place for for what we're looking for. You know, there's an old story about a a guy who had had way too much to drink, um, adult type drinks, and... um, and he was uh, under a street lamp, and he was looking for his car keys. He had lost his car keys. And as he was looking around the street lamp, a police officer comes up and, and asks if he could assist. He said, you know, we're here to protect and serve. Let me help you. And he said, I've lost my keys. And so the officer continues to look with him. And, and after about 10 or 15 minutes, the officer says, so, so, so exactly where did you lose your keys? He says, well, I lost them over there in the park. And so the officer says, why are we looking right here under the light? And the guy says, well, this is the only place the light is. It's dark over there. Well, you know, it's sort of like what happens if, when, when we're looking for some type of meaning at Christmas. We're looking for some something. We're looking in the wrong place. Um, it, it's not about grabbing a hold of something. You know, it, it's about making sure that we don't, miss what really is. I don't know if you've ever been to the ocean, and I've had the grand privilege of being on a number of oceans and seeing a number of whales in the ocean. It's, It's phenomenal to see one of those massive beasts that are out there. But, you know, when people get together um, and they get close to an ocean and they maybe buy a ticket, you know, to go whale watching, they they really want to see whales, right? I mean, it's just obvious. But I saw a picture just recently that that sort of was a picture for me of of what happens for many of us in in this Christmas. So um, I think if you could take a look there, (laughs) uh, here are these people who are so desperate to take a picture of a whale, And they're looking in the wrong place. They're just, you know, the whale's right there. They could almost touch it, which is pretty dangerous, actually, when you realize how massive those whales are. I wonder about you and I at this Christmas if we make sure we look in the right place. Instead of running after uh, a Christmas experience or a Christmas memory or trying to regain some nostalgia that we had when we were a certain age, If we just looked at ourselves and just ask a question, just a simple question. This whole thing that happens every year, this whole Christmas thing, is about a child. And that child is a symbol of what could happen to us. We could be a child of God we could actually change our relationship with not just a, a, a creature-creator and not be in awe and wonder of God, but actually feel the Creator's favor as His child. There's this passage that is in the first chapter of uh, John. John is one of the four stories of Jesus' life that happens in the second half of the Bible. and. And in the first chapter, he's writing about Jesus leaving heaven and coming to earth. And he, he, he shares the sad story about that Jesus left heaven and came to earth. And, and he came to his own. He came to the Jewish nation. And, and they really didn't know him. He says, but, in verse 12, but to those who did receive him, those who did offer the opportunity to invite Jesus into their world, to give him hospitality in their life. To, to those, he said, he gave the right to become the children of God. The children of God. You know, my hope for you at this Christmas is that that, that idea of what it means to be a child of God. Or even that question, am I just a creature of God? Am I, or, or, or do I really sense and understand what it means to be a child of God? I hope that this Christmas... That's the meaning that that you are able to find in this time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for um, the words of these songs. Um, Thank you for the gatherings that we have as family at this time, for the feelings that we are able to feel uh, around this holiday of Christmas. But we, we don't want all of that to cause us to miss the real sense of what this whole thing is about. You left heaven and came to earth, not to get us out of earth into heaven, but you left heaven to bring heaven to earth, to give us the opportunity to discover what it's like to live in your favor as your child, to find a new identity, not in how smart we are and not in how successful we are and not dealing with all of the, the scars and Crevices that have come into our life because of all the negative stuff that's happened and that tend to mark us and, and, and give us a sense of, of an identity but but a new a new identity that that can't be taken from us. Father, thank you for this ceremony every year we come to where we pull out decorations and we put these manger scenes and trees and Christmas lights and sing these songs to once again recognize that you came to find us and to allow us to be your children. May that, Father, be our true sense of Christmas this year, in Jesus' name.